Yo! What's good? What's good? Yeah! <laughs> Yo, we so mad in here feeling ourselves. We got some uh-uh-uh guests and we got some uh-uh-uh gear. Thanks, Sierra. Shout out to you, babe. Love you so much. Listen, man. If you only knew the conversations we had before this actual recording. <laughs> okay. Already fired. Man, what, what we spent about like what? Like maybe 45 minutes? At least. 45 minutes It's 25 like after now, at least. Man, a lot, y'all. So, without further ado, allow us to introduce ourselves again. You are witnessing and listening to For the Love of Podcast. <laughs> and I am one half of the dynamic duel. I am your favorite campus uncle. My name is uh, Fred. They call me Uncle Fred on this yard here. And I am with my counterpart, my sister in pain and the struggle, also in victory. We have yes. Tamara. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and she What's is good? definitely here, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we do have some guests, right? But they're mute. They're not really saying much. They don't want to say much or nothing like that. That's fine. But I want to definitely shout out to my brother, uh, Chi, who is in the building. What's and I want to shout out uh, my, my, my counselee, uh, one of my favorite people, Five Two. That is Five with the number two, okay? Five she is definitely two. in the building. want to shout out Nikita. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Nas. You know what I'm saying? For definitely holding down the team of For the Love Of. You know, this DJ thing is Wire. growing, y'all. DJ Wire. Yeah. This thing is growing. It's the growing. Team, listen, y'all y'all know how we do it. The only thing we do is win. So for Ooh, real, for DJ real, Khaled. Let's come on. And another one. And another one. <laughs> you know? So, listen, y'all. We're we going to jump get, into it because we if we don't, right we're going to be here it. for 29 hours. Right into All right, hit him, hit him, hit him. Okay? Don't so, the way this goes again, just to remind you guys, is that we have three topics that we discuss. We have Fred's trending topic, Tamara's trending topic, and then we have For the Love Of. Okay, yes. and I think we have some pretty uh, loaded things to discuss. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Right? And we are going to do this in such a concise <laughs> manner. Okay. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. No chaser, y'all. At all. Okay, so uh, without further ado, would you like to start or... Or you know what? Yeah, let's switch it up, right? Okay, let's, okay I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Because, you right. know, and, and I so enjoy working with my colleague, again, my fam, my brother, because he just knows when, listen, I'm going to yield this to you because, like he said, this conversation before was a whole conversation before. So my trending topic actually came about from an article that I saw online. And the article reads, the title of it is, I'm exhausted from trying to be the right kind of black girl at work. Mm. It was on the Huffington Post, so y'all get at it, get at it. And it actually reminded me of something that Melissa Harris Perry wrote about in her book titled, Sister Citizen, about the crooked room. Yeah. Hey, girl, hey. Y'all know that crooked rule. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to listen, y'all. I'm going to listen. I'm about to be educated. So my trending topic is about the ways in which women of color have to show up in these different spaces, whether they're in the boardroom, whether they're in the classroom, or whether they're on Jefferson and Bailey, mm. making things happen in being cognizant of the different characteristics that are grafted onto us as women of color. Mm. So we have to code switch. So y'all know how that is. We go into the meeting with our colleagues. 
It's like, oh my goodness, how are you? Oh, yes. <laughs> how are you? Oh we my goodness. Yes, we, yes. Oh my goodness. You know what? Yes. I really, really, truly enjoyed everything about your presentation. It was a spot on the match. Thank you so very much. And yes, we will have an opportunity to intersect later. So right now I need to leave because I have a meeting with one of my other colleagues. However, I will make sure that I reply to your email, okay? Thank you so much. That's so phenomenal because <laughs> if y'all could see how she switched up her disposition, her mannerisms, like it's just like, yes, hi, how are you? Co-switching. So <laughs> then we go and we're kicking it. I'm with my boyfriend, and I'm like, what's good? Hey, you know, what's, who are we going to get something to eat from? Like, can you, can you believe what had happened was, and what happens is all too often when we walk into these rooms, these spaces, most times because we know that black women are on the move, we know that we're ascending in different spaces. We already talked about our career trajectory, our education. Most times we're the only one at the table, so we have to switch that game all the way up because if we were to be as passionate and animated or as enthusiastic as my colleagues and our guests have an opportunity to see me or even if you've ever seen me present or been to my classroom, most people would call me aggressive, which I've been called. I've been mislabeled, misunderstood, and demeaned because of my position and my passion around that. So the thing that really, really bothers women of color is the idea that we can't just show up authentically because we have been again labeled in these characteristics that we show up in on tv you see us what the so the angry black woman right so when we talked about historically there were only five titles that were tethered to women of color mamie she was only good for taking care of the white man, the masses kids, yeah. wet nurses. Y'all know what a wet nurse is, yeah. right? Yeah. Here it is, but she was considered not fit. And they indicated society, patriarchy. Well, matriarchy is the reason why our kids are bad. Mm. Okay? okay, I ain't even gonna go there. So we so, got, that's Mayma. Yes, we, yes, we do. Then we have the Jezebel. So, <laughs> right, the only thing that we're good at mm. is laying on our backs, mm. being of service mm. to all men. Mm. Then we have what? The educated, I'm sorry, it's the angry black woman. We've all heard her, we've heard her well, because every time we see somebody, again, she can be impassionate, she can be enthusiastic. Is Cookie Lion labeled as the angry black woman? So let me say this, and we're gonna talk about my black card after this. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna give y'all a warning. I'm, I'm gonna drop it real, real slow. I'm watching Tiger. You know what, okay. Okay, listen, okay. listen, listen, listen. I you're, still got my you're, black not, card. you're not really the only one. Okay, good, 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 okay. good. Because I'm like, because yo, I, some people be like, we get raised. Like my wife and I, we saw Empire like I'm gonna say the first okay. two seasons, maybe three. After that, it was just like, eh. because what do you have now? You got power. Right. I watch power. Now listen, you know Ghost is the truth. Yeah, we watch power. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah, no doubt. But continue. I, I just, well, yes. do you think that Cookie will be considered the angry black woman? 
from what I've heard <laughs> and then the sound bites and the snippets that I've seen, yes. And then the other thing I, ooh, thank you for that. Listen, come on, give me some. The other thing I would, oh, I would venture into say, but not completely, some men and maybe white men may even say that she emasculates. A, come on, what's his name? Um, Lawrence um, Fisher's, what's his name on the show? Lawrence, Lawrence Fisher or Terrence no, Howard? Terrence Howard, I apologize. Terrence Howard, What's That's his name Lucius. on the show? Lucius. Lucius. Some people would say, right, because again, the way in which she challenges him, the way in which she holds him accountable, but within our community, that's just how we do Like, she, come that. on. We got this mortgage to pay. Them kids need sneakers. Bay, you cannot be sitting up here talking about, oh my goodness, I can't get this thing all the way together. That's where that whole thing go comes from. And it doesn't come from the fact that we don't love our men and we're wanting to replace them or right. we wanted to emasculate them. It comes from the fact that when we're talking about the whole switch up from slavery okay. to sharecropping okay. to again, us going into the house of white people to work to clean their toilets and feed their kids, mm. they wouldn't let our black men have jobs. So we had to go to work. We had to go to work. So what happened is then the roles begin to change economically. So then the black man was like, well, where is my place? Because guess what? He's seen the white man in his status take care of his wife and his family, and she could stay at home and play house. And so we adopted that. Come on. We took that on as if it was ours when it was never designed for us. Okay. Then we got the new character, the educated black woman. Okay. Talk about it. This is where the coach switches. So the educated black woman, she drives a foreign. Okay. She travels internationally, have all kinds of passports, mm. has all kinds of degrees, and she's running things. She's a CEO, the COO, and the CFO. CIO. CIO. But she's single. Because society would then say <coughs> she chose her career over, over a family life. Over a relationship, over a marriage. Over a man and... Most men, and, a lot and of she's men, intimidating. and come on, say it again. And she's she's labeled as being intimidating. Say it again, a lot of for the people in the back. She is labeled as being intimidating. So we end up single because men think some men, not all men. So none of the again, we've got our disclaimer. <laughs> it's never too late. Listen, our disclaimer is we don't claim to know everything and we speak for ourselves and it's an introductory to conversations to make you, hmm, to think and to ponder and to figure out where you fit in this whole paradigm of what it is that we bring into the table. Have questions, bring them on. So, some are intimidated mm -hmm. to approach her because guess what? We go to work with more white men than we do black men. So because we sit on both sides of the table and we have to figure these things out for ourselves because a lot of times there's no one around to help usher us through these processes. We're further along in that conversation. So when we enter the room, we have to determine who shows up today. Who shows up today? What does that conversation look like? And what do I do? Do I wear my hair flat ironed oh or do boy. I wear my big afro bush? Oh boy. Can I wear my big hoop earrings? Oh boy. 
Or do I have to put on my pearls so that that way I look presentable? When I'm presenting, I have a presentation tomorrow. I'm presenting to people that don't look like me. Do I come with my own vernacular? Do I say damn? Or does everything has to be straight laced in order for me to what? Be seen as serious and legitimate. Or does it have to be in the words of Charlemagne the God, right? Does it have to be mayonnaise? <laughs> right, does it have to be <laughs> mayonnaise? Do you have to put some mayonnaise on it? And that's a bad thing for me because I don't even eat mayonnaise. <laughs> so I'm just being real. I take my sandwiches dry. Right? And then the and then the other thing about that, when you show up, when we show up in these places oh, and man. we're presenting and we're the ones leading the conversation, we're constantly being challenged on our acumen, on our knowledge. So you know what I do when I present? I hit them over the head with it. So for those of you that are wondering, is she the speaker? Yes, I am. And let me tell you why I'm here. Blah. Then the slideshow comes up with all of them credentials, all of them degrees, and all of the accolades and the awards. And it's unfortunate because guess what? Our male counterparts aren't thinking that, but because we understand the enormity of the way in which we show up in the work via media, the media is controlling the narrative. True. That's it. A lot of, yeah. It's controlling the narrative. Yeah. So as an individual, you and I went to a PWI, predominantly white institution, we understood that, okay, we're in these classrooms with our professors. The majority of them were of Caucasian persuasion. Very few of them were of minority descent. We got our education from the beginning. We started going to school all the way to the end, even now when you're talking about getting terminal degrees. So we're constantly trying to contort to fit ourselves in these spaces so that way we can come and just do the thing that we were created to do without selling ourselves out. Can I ask you a question? You may ask me anything. Do So in every presentation that you do, yes. right, and you being the, 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 the new identity of the educated black man, sure. right? Is that fair to say? It, I would look, I, yes, okay. that's way fair. Do you always have to list your credentials? I don't. I don't. Okay, because some folks feel like they they have before like before they preface anything, right? They have to list the credentials as a form of identity so that the room can know. Oh, this person. Okay, because some folks they look at status, titles, and things like that, especially in higher ed, right? We look especially in higher ed. Titles, all that stuff matters, right? It's very important. The room wants to know who, who we're who we're listening to. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, some folks will believe that yeah, I do need to identify myself and I do need to put my credentials out because, in order for them to listen to what I have to say and it be a value, they need to see the status that I'm at. They are. So, so let me. Great question and thanks for that. So, I don't do it all the time. I don't. One because. I wonder if for those individuals who do it all the time, especially, it doesn't matter whether they're minority or not, if they're you know, male, not in a matter of gender, I'm wondering how much of it is it for just to let the audience know and how much of it is ego. Mm, okay. Right? So since I'm about 
decreasing my ego and I, I'm about showing up as a servant gotcha. to do the work, okay. I don't always lay my credentials out. Mm-hmm. I don't. And as a matter of fact, I've done it fewer times. As a matter of fact, most times I don't do it when I've presented. I remember an instance when I first started speaking, especially as my brand, I started speaking more, especially started speaking in higher education, there was always a little bit of, in the beginning, an anxiety about, wow, should I present my credentials just straight off the rip? Right. Because they're looking at this black woman, this tall black woman who comes and who looks a certain part because we know what... 90% 90% of communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So they've already made up their mind about who I am before I even opened up my mouth. Right. Oh, you know I'm clean, though. Yeah. Right? And they, and, and they don't have anything to do with the fact that, you know, that's a part of our culture, but I don't even have anything to do with that. That's just how I show up. Yeah. Right? So then I introduced myself. I started, and I get them. And then they're like, and you can almost see the room kind of like exhale. They're like, oh, like, wow. She really does know her stuff. As a matter of fact, I was in Florida, my birthday weekend in November, was presenting, and a Caucasian woman said, almost as if she had to kind of put the validation on it for her colleague. She said, yeah, I just went to a workshop, and they said exactly what she said. So I'm, I'm wondering, and, and I thought, only for a moment because I don't get caught up in anymore. I used to when I was younger in the field in terms of speaking and was really trying to really find my voice when you talk about finding my voice. And I'm like, okay, did she do that for herself because she was making a connection between content, right, that she received right. and ways in which she can be better about her craft? Mm-hmm. Or was she doing that because she was like, wow, I didn't think she this chick would come with some fire. I didn't think she could spit like that. And I was like, oh, great. I'm hopeful that you're making some other connections with that so then that way you can take it back to your office and then it looks very different and you can add on. So when you think about it from that particular, for me, and when we're talking about women of color, when we show up, we have so many other things that we're thinking about in those particular spaces, especially when we're the only one. Right. You especially know, yeah. when we're the only one. My wife my wife was the same one. Yes, right. So, Sierra. So, again, we talked about her when she went through her program. Mm-hmm. One of the only ones, if not the only one, right. in her particular program. And then you talk about medicine? Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. They believe that you can't even put two sentences together or conjugate a verb, let alone do some math. Right. So, and like you said, remember, we talked, I'm not certain, if y'all haven't heard it, go back all the way to the first um, episode to catch yourselves up. You know, Fred shared about with his wife, she had to make sure, not only did she have her homework done, had all of her reading done, she had to make sure she got there first. She had to make sure she sat in the front. She had to always be in position to advocate for herself. You hear me? Yeah. There was this instance, another article, we're talking about microaggressions. Hmm. Talk about it. Okay, microaggressions. UNC 100, y'all. Go ahead. Microaggressions. Mm-hmm. There was a Latino sister went to a predominantly white institution, but one that was Ivy League status. Gotcha. Wrote bomb paper, got it back from her professor and told her that she had to rewrite it because she didn't believe she wrote it. 
Wow. But wait. So she was waiting in line wow. to talk to the professor. Wow. There was a Caucasian young lady in front of her who was in her class who told her professor, I need an A. Professor ain't getting no slack, no nothing. Right? Agency, privilege. And then, so young lady, she rewrites the paper, and it's better than the first time. Still doesn't believe this. Still doesn't believe this. Fucking room. So, so, so here's the deal. And I'm, as I, again, transition and, and lead in, lean in and lead in for you. When we as women of color, when we show up and we angry, know that sometimes we got the right to be angry because there's much to be angry about. Right. But, but you know what's crazy? Even, even, even when you are angry and that is like your, that's your genuine emotion at the time and the present, mm -hmm. right? You still are in conflict because you have to check yourself. And right, so you're fighting, so you you're gotta in check yourself. You better say it. You got to check yourself. So, like, if you go into a room, you about to have a presentation, but you just you just came from out of a situation that just got your your emotions all going crazy, like you on like a hundred. Right. But you know you about to walk into a boardroom and you amongst a, a a group of peers that don't look like you. You know you got to be like, okay, you know what? I got I got I got to turn that off. Got to turn it. And off. I gotta I gotta compartmentalize. I gotta get myself back together. I gotta take a breath. And sometimes that's not fair to you guys. It's not. I'm saying because even with, with us males, right? us male prof black professionals, you know, if we are having a bad day, but yet we have to teach, right? Indeed. We have to perform, right? Sometimes we have that opportunity as a privilege to use the audience that we're performing for mm -hmm. as a canvas so yes, that we yes, can, yes, you know, yes. we can outlast. So like there's been plenty of times you can go to uh, a class and a professor's having a bad day and instead of teaching, they talk about that day. Mm. Right? Mm. It's an outlet for them. Mm -hmm. But let it be you. Oh, I let, was angry. Let it be you. She wasted the whole You get class a whole period. bunch of criticism. You be like, yo, oh listen. She's so emotional listen, when she's on her we're period. We're not learning anything. Oh, yo, you need to she get is X, the y, worst. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen for males because mm -hmm. in some cases it does. But, but in most cases. But in most cases for you, yeah. the negative happens. It, it is. And then even with, so I'm glad you mentioned that in terms of when we show up in these spaces. So it's the whole idea is we have to be twice as better, twice as faster, twice as sharper, have all kind of, it's like we got to have tricks and bells and whistles in our pockets, our shoes, in our purse, because we have to be ready for whatever comes at us. Any given moment, we need to be able to switch this thing all the way. And then you're I right. Said, I remember I said a stat, I wrote a stat and I was like, you know, Young, you know, people, us, people of color, but I'm going to change it now because, you know, it, it, it talks, um, well, I think this is more catered towards this moment. Mm -hmm. Black women, black professionals, in any profession, mm -hmm. right, have to work twice as hard, Yeah. commit twice as much effort Yes. for half as much. For half as much. And then guess what? And we still give up the whole idea of finding that space where we can, that quagmire, right? right? That soft landing, because guess what? You're missing. Right. 
Excellent topic. Excellent topic. I learned Thanks. so much. God damn. <laughs> Tamara, y'all. Tamara, always coming with the the the, the crooked the, the, room, the, the bomb topic. The crooked room. So, ladies, when you walk in, know that it is the room that's crooked, and it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. not you. So, I'm so gonna, what you got I'm, for us? Come I'm, on, I'm come gonna on. switch this up a little bit, y'all. Right. So, earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, on our Instagram page, y'all, for the love of FTLO underscore, right? Follow us. We follow, follow us, back. Please. I had I had a moment where I had to. Um, you had a few moments I, this week. I, <laughs> yes, this one. This one. This you one had in particular. A few moments this, this one. This wait, one. Wait, when you took the glasses off in the car, listen. I look. said, wait. I stopped everything. I said, uh oh. Look. He mad. Look. look. <laughs> Look, okay, so I had the, 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 the video with the glasses. Yes, you know you Okay, you I'm about to take them off now. The again. Clark Clint, the Clark, Clark Kent. Boom. So, I would like to talk about the fight culture in college. Mm. Okay, so. Uh, and it's, you know what, and it's not even gangster related. It could be. Okay. In the eyes of those that don't look like us. You know it is. Right. Because again, it's a characterization. Right. Absolutely. All, all right. those heathens, they just can't be fighting. Oh, they're animals. They, can't be, they just can't be fighting just yeah. to fight. No. Yes. They, it's yes, gangster yes, related, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, or but, drug, somebody, but, a drug deal gone bad. Right. And the reason why I said that in my video is because that's how they view us. Sure. And when I say they, I'm talking about everybody that is not us. Right. Okay? So, I would like to expand upon the fight culture. Okay? In particular... Let's talk about the fight culture in the city of Buffalo when it comes to to, to, to colleges. Okay. okay. Now, back in my day, okay, I went to school in the 2000s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. right, as an undergrad. And sure, there were fights, right? There was bloods and crips on campus, but they were cool with each other, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but every once in a while, like, you would see a fight or you would see somebody and you, you would always ask this question like, yo... Like why? Like y'all you fighting? y'all fighting? Like really? Like for what? On on like what? You know what I'm saying? Like you you just every time you saw a college student fighting, you always came up with that question. Like yo, this ain't the time or place right. for that. Like what are you doing? You right. want to do that? You want to do that type of activity? You might as well go home. Oh, you're here. But I think back in the day, that was the universal like understanding. If you do this, then you need to go elsewhere. Like you need to get out because we already know the hands are dealt against us here. Already, so you know we need to be stacking the deck right. in our favor as right. opposed to fighting one right. another. But sure. now you're pro- now you're adding to and you're promoting this 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 negative image of black culture, mm-hmm. right? So just recently, within the span, I've been working here since 2014. Okay. There has been an array, like a, a, a large, vast range of fights that have happened. And it's all been like in mass quantities. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like the fair ones, people shooting the five and it's like, you know. And then you walk away, okay, you got me and then that's no. that. No. Okay. It's like 20 people on two two folks. Like it. Listen, I, I remember a couple years ago, there was a fight over there in the Newman area. There was a fight between these two Greek organizations, you know what I'm saying? And 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 just like, the worst thing about it is that we promote it. Mm. 
We went and when I say by promoting it, we're recording it yeah. and we're putting it on social media. And these folks that don't look like us have access to it. And yeah. so now, like the labeling comes, yeah. right? Wasn't there one that video? One video that did that did go viral. It was someone, you know, um, it was something a fight or something like that. And they, no, I'm gonna tell you what it was. Even closer. The Galleria Mall, remember? Oh, my God. And the W, they were like, animals like, oh, my God. So, yes. during the Christmas break, right? Yeah. During the Christmas break, there was a whole situation with um, our folks, but younger, high yep. school students. Yeah. They're in the mall, and, you know, it's during the holiday season, and they're fighting. Yep. You know right what I'm saying? Right in front of my course. And, it, and it's, right, but it's it, it, it stems from just, like, two kids acting a fool, to like a full-fledged fight because the one kid ends up hitting an officer, right, and, and attacking an officer, and then it turns into a fight. And then there's like a chain of fights that mm. happens, right? So it's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. Next thing you know, there's, oh, they're shooting in the mall. Oh, they're distant, you know, and now the mall is closed down. They got active shooter. They have an active shooter Shooting's situation alert. going oh on and all that stuff. It's just ridiculous. But back to college, right? Yeah. My whole stance, I'm not saying be a punk, okay, because I don't come from that. I'm saying I'm not a punk at all. However, when you choose to come to college, you're choosing something different. At least that's what I would hope it would be. Sure. And you could be from Buffalo. You could be from be from Brooklyn, New York. You could be from so California. Syracuse, you could right. be an international student. At the end of the day, right? When you choose to go to college, university, whether it's a PWI, uh, uh, an HBCU, you know, a private it, Ivy League, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. You have to be able to capitulate. Right, you have to be able to adapt to a certain style or a lifestyle towards the environment that you're going to. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of these students aren't doing so, and there's proof in the pudding that they're not doing so because they maintain a culture that they're coming from, and they're just mm -hmm. simply bringing it here. And when they bring it here, right, they're like everybody can identify. Well, not everybody. That's that's a generalized statement, yeah. but but like. Most of the people on campus, in particular Buffalo State, can identify, right, with this sort of activity. Sure. It's like a slice of apple pie. It's like, yo, we're familiar with that. That's right. what that's what we And that's just from. what we do. That's and, what we do. It ain't do. no big deal. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? And it's praised. But there's not too many students who have the nerve and the courage to be like, yo, what you doing? Yeah. That code of conduct. Remember, so we talked about that. Where's the code of conduct? And I go back to one of your beginning statements, which just, what, let's just say hypothetically we did have a disagreement. Where did just the disagreement that led to a fight between two people and then afterwards, then we good, we good, and then everybody walked off and then they did their thing. Like, that's the way it was. I believe when you said I'm not a punk, I believe what happens is we're now raising a society of punks because no one... I wouldn't say no one, because again, that's um, putting out a whole blanket statement. Yeah. You see fewer and fewer examples of people being mature. Like you said, you've come here to go to college, to get a degree, to learn about yourself, the world that you will inherit right. as you then move on to 
get married, whatever it is that you want to do with your life, own businesses, start businesses, travel. And then that's the best thing you can do. So for me, I always go back to this whole notion of imposter syndrome. Mm. We had a whole bunch of people that show up here mm-hmm. and they come. A lot of them don't want to be here because I've heard it. I know that you've heard it in your classroom. Mm. My mother said if I don't go to college, she was kicking me out. And I'm 17, 18, and I don't have anywhere to go. How about one better? A lot of people are going to college just based off circumstance. Circumstance. Like, well, give me an example. Okay, so you know what? You know about examples. So I live in I live in a one I live in a studio apartment or a one bedroom apartment with five siblings, one mother, and like two beds. I need my own room. Mm-hmm. I want my own bed. And if that means I gotta get out and I have to go to college to do it, I'm gonna do it. That doesn't mean that when I come to college, I'm, I'm coming <laughs> because I want to go to school. That don't mean no, I'm going that to class. Means I'm going, right. That means I'm coming here because I have refuge here. I have I, a and I have agency. I have, and, right. And I, I People take care of me. I get meals here. Mm-hmm. Right. I get meals here. I'm comfortable. I have a roof over my head. I can go to some parties. I, I can have go some to parties. I can have a good time. I can have a great time. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But that mindset, when they're in high school and they make a decision to come to college, right? Mm-hmm. It's not transformative. Like, they're, they're not... The transition from high school to college is absent mm-hmm. for most mm-hmm. of people that look like us. Yeah, one of my um, college, one of my scholars today in classroom, she said, this is just high school number two. Yeah. That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. And you see a lot of that behavior... On college campuses now, you know, even outside of New York State, you see this behavior at like the Ivy League schools and like the uh, the top tier research one uh, institutions and D one institutions. You're seeing this behavior. You see this behavior at HBCUs and like the the most predominant and most profound and most prolific HBCUs. You're seeing that there. So I really do look. It 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 bothers me. That we still don't get it. Like we still are not, we still are not um, understanding, or or grasping the understanding that when you choose college, right? Mm-hmm. College is a way out. It is. It's supposed to. And then I think one of the other things too, not only grasping the concept that when you choose college, because college don't choose you. Why do we know that? Because it's called, you got to put in an application. Guess what? You got to get your mom and dad a FAFSA information to complete that form. You have to get up and go to class. You got to write papers. You got to study. You got to read. So you choose it. I'm glad. Okay, so. Go ahead. (laughs) I think another reason why these fights are happening is because a lot of our students are bored. Really? Yeah. So what do you think? There's not enough rigor? I won't say rigor. It's just the fact that, like... for an example, yes. the first few weeks, maybe the first month of school, is lit. Everybody is like doing something. Everybody's involved, right? People are going to parties on campus, off campus, house parties, yep. whatever. You're going to the student org events. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in the span of a month. But after that, you get used to it. And when you get used to it, now the motivation of being out or being around or going to class or all these things become obsolete. It's not. It's non-existent anymore. Next thing you know, they're instead of going to class, they waking and baking. Meaning they wake up and let me let me hit that spliff, right? 
Yo, let me call up my boys. Let me call. Yo, I'm on the 2K. What's up? Right? And, you know, like, they become lazy, right? And then, you know, the laziness turns into, well, you know what? I need to do something. Yo, what's up with the, where the girls at? What, let's go to the U or let's go over here. You know what I'm saying? And you try to find some trouble. You try to find something to get into. So, so that's, to me, sabotage. It could be. Self-sabotage. Could be. Because, because again, let, let's be clear. We could, we have close to 9,000. Okay. Students on this campus, yeah. right? Okay. Let's be clear on one thing. This is an institution of higher learning. Yep. They came for higher yep. learning. Yep. Education. Absolutely. Whether it be at the undergraduate level or the graduate level. Yep. So if we're clear on why you're here and then you find all of these other things to distract you, that's self-sabotage to me because I... Let me say this. I shared this with, um, <laughs> I think it was Pulse or even in the classroom. Sometimes I think I'll be sharing. Shout out to too Pulse. Much Pulse week, y'all. I have so many C's and a few D's on my undergraduate transcript from the first two years. Because yep. when I tell you I was at every party, the campus was the only one on the Rightfully so. Like the, you know, I, turned, I turned up, turned out. Lit. I had an 8 o'clock class. Never saw me. I think I, I, if I didn't fail it, I got Listen. a D. Let me tell right? Listen. But here's the deal. I Been still there, graduated with a, a 283. Now, but, that's not but, high, but, 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 but I, I, that junior, senior year, but, I woke up. But let, me, but let me, exactly, exactly, it hits you. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, for me, it only took one semester. My first semester, you know what I got as a GPA? I had a 1.6 GPA. Why? Because I went to every damn party. Right, I was out there trying to get every kind of girl out there. You know, what I'm saying I'm trying to enjoy my experience. You know, things of that nature. And then after the first semester, I the I got man, I got that letter. You know, what I'm saying, and I'm like, oh shit, this shit is real. Okay, I gotta, you know, what I'm saying I gotta get it going. Next semester got a 4.0. Come on now, right? You know, what I'm saying Come grow on. my GPA up. All probation. Never seen probation again. Again. Never seen it again. again. Right, but and. and but the point that I'm trying to make, again, going back to it, because I don't want to go too far away from it, is... You think they're bored. I think they're bored, right? But that goes into your intention as to why you're here. Exactly. And I'm saying, like, a lot of folks are choosing college because it's refuge. It's a way out of the hood. But if it's a way out of the hood, why are you bringing it with you? Why are you bringing that with you here? You know what I'm saying? Even local students, local students that are from Buffalo, right? They they come on campus, they live on campus. They're not going. To, they're not going to class. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. Instead, they want to like meddle and they want to do all kinds of other like interpersonal stuff. I get it, but then they even find themselves in fights and all kinds of stuff. And now the college looks like or has this bad reputation, right? Yeah. You know, because that's really what it's about when it comes to like dumb folks. I'm saying it's reputation. Yeah, because again, they're trying to get as many students in this institution for recruitment so they can keep them numbers right. But but watch this though, right? Okay. I'm so watching. we're talking about a bad reputation and we're talking about these fights. Next thing you know, the people that are fighting, they're attracting their friends to come up here. Mm. 
They're attracting their folks, y'all. I think I'm gonna come to school up above state too. Because they talking about the fight, like what are you tracking? Because, because because to them the fights be lit. It be like yo, like we because they they don't think about the fights being or doing any harm or damage because the fights more than likely they're happening. They're at a party, mm-hmm. right? Or they're somewhere on campus or whatever. But for some way somehow in our psyche, mm-hmm. right? The fights are attracting similar people. So now the people that are fighting are recruiting their friends and now they come up here, right? And now they're coming to school up here and the, and now it's just perpetuating reciprocity. Now we're up here and like everybody is like, not everybody, but more folks are fighting. You know what I'm saying? Because Reputation. So is it being normalized and now it's okay? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's changing. It's, yes, it's not okay. Students, no, let, not me, okay. let me tell you something. Faculty and staff talk about y'all. They talk Bad. about these fights. They talk about your behaviors and all of this. Like, I hear this and I check them every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Oh, because oh. as soon as they up here and they're trying to label, or they're trying to put a connotation on you, I'm up here saying, well, what are you doing to help them? Mm-hmm. You going to their programs? Mm-hmm. You advising them? Are you advising them? Yeah. Like, I mean, listen... Listen, you know when many, I first got here as a professional, I had when I listen, when I first got here, I have four clubs. I have four clubs and two sororities that I was advising. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I was advising in my first two, three years being a professional here. Because Why? They can't find because them. no one else was doing it. Yeah. No one else was doing it. I know. No one else had that guidance. No one else had that mentorship, right? But now there's like a a a a, a, a diminishing number of us. When I say us, I'm talking about the Tamaras and the Freds, right? Yeah. There is a, the there is a, the number is being lowered yeah. by the year in terms of us interfacing and really trying to like counter this activity. And, and another thing is, is not only are they bored, but their friends, their peers, you're not holding each other accountable for this. Code of conduct. You're not holding each other accountable for this. Instead, you're blaming people. You're blaming external forces or things, and you're like your name blaming. Oh well, this person. You know, I heard a, I heard a person got into a fight the other day just because, like, yo, they they looked at me a certain way. So I like, so what? Looked at? My, yes. Yes. That's so high school anyway. Yes, man. Like, I, listen, I don't know what it is, man. I really don't. But the folks that have these attitudes, the folks that that promote this culture of wanting to fight. Listen, you're the people I need to talk to. And so that's, I'm glad you said that because we, when we're bringing our topics and we're having conversations, we also want to be a part again of the solution. We just don't want to be sitting here adding again, our two, three, four, solution six focus, in here. Y'all. We're solution focused. So if you are going through some things, if burdens are heavy for you and you're really trying to make this thing work, but you feel like you don't have a handle on it right. and you need to just let go. Listen, Find Fred, find myself. We're both in Twin Rise. Reach out to us and let us help you. And even if we can't, we will find someone who can because we have to begin changing the trajectory of what this looks like. And not only that, we have to stop it because we're at an impasse. We have to stop it not now, but right now Absolutely. before the train is completely off the track and we can't get it back on. Right. And that, that's as far as that topic, that's all I want to say. I just, I just. I care about my I care about my students. Oh, I care no. about my people, yeah. and 
you know, the game don't change, just the players. Right. This happened. This even happened in my generation, y'all. People were fighting, but it wasn't like this. This is different. And it's think, a different thing. And I think the other thing that we have to be cognizant of is I feel like all of these scenarios, these made-up instances, media, social media, since social media is so prominent right now, you're seeing so much more, many more instances of fighting, bullying, because everybody's looking for that next viral video to be connected to them. Everybody's looking for, not everybody, a lot of people are looking for that 15 seconds of fame. They want to be viral. They want to be cool. They want to be down. Well, look, 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 and they're doing it for the likes, for the shares, and for the thumbs for up. The clicks. Come on, for the clicks. Like, don't, the thing that we want to say is that you're being used in the game as a pawn. Mm -hmm. Social media is nothing but a distraction that leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. A distraction that leads to destruction. And the more we buy into that form of validation, the further we grow away from our purpose, ourselves, and our communities. And then it leads to us fighting because you looked at me wrong. Stupid. Stupid, y'all. Mm. Stupid, man. Really? That's all I got to say about that, man. But uh, moving on. So what's to our, our topic? The so, for the love of. Our for the love of topic for uh -oh. today, y'all. Okay. If you have not noticed on our Instagram, <laughs> by the way, you know Instagram was acting up. Yesterday it was crazy. Instagram was acting up. You know and what? Facebook. You meant you mentioned about you take you know social media being a distraction. Listen, people they Facebook, come on, they couldn't Instagram even function. Couldn't even function. We up here even I find myself included in that. I'm up here spending an hour trying to post a video on Instagram. That's crazy. On Instagram. Thank y'all. Okay. Right. Thank y'all for again proving my point. Cause guess what? I wasn't looking at it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm, listen, shout, shout out to Nikita. I'm trying to be a good poster. Yep. Hey Nikita. Trying to be a Nikita good poster. Nikita was like. Where's the entertainment? You're like, huh? What does that okay, look like? Okay, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay, all right, moving on. Okay, so for the love of, right, if you have seen our uh, Instagram account today, um, there have been several posts uh, today talking about Aunt Becky and this whole college scandal. Aunt Becky thing. going to jail, DJ. Aunt Becky. Now, if anybody doesn't know who Aunt Becky is, that is... The young lady, the aunt, I don't know her name. What's, what's her name? Lori something or something like that. Lori Lou, Luton, something like that. I don't know. Name. But she was the aunt, the cool aunt from Full House. She, she was, was Jesse's wife. She sure right? was. And Jesse Stamos. Jesse Stamos' wife, right. So what happened was, was that her along with another celebrity and their husband, were involved in a scam, right? Where they were paying Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. They were paying a cop. They were paying an individual as a middleman to forge, corrupt, manipulate all kinds of paperwork's to get into these elite Ivy League Research One institution schools. Wow. Hear me again. They were paying top dollar for their sons and daughters to go to the best elite Ivy League schools in the country. I'm not talking about like $5,000 here mm. or $100 here. I'm talking about like 
millions of dollars to this guy who was a master manipulator forger, mm-hmm. right? He could forge anything. He could manipulate any kind of records. I'm talking about SAT standardized tests that the, that high school students take. If you aspire to go to college, you have to take either an ACT mm-hmm. or an SAT, yeah. right? And you have to have a certain score as yeah. a standard to go into a school, yes. right? These people were paying this guy to forge, fabricate a whole fabricate, story, to fabricate a score, to make it favorable so that they can get into these schools, and then on top of that, on top else of that, the ultimate thing, y'all, here it is: they're paying for degrees, Pay. and no, and then don't don't forget the scholarship. For, so, in particular, Aunt Becky's daughter <laughs> goes. Goes to UCLA and she ends up getting a full ride scholarship to go to school as a rower. USC. Right, as a rower. And then Aunt Becky's daughter goes online and talks about how she doesn't even go to school. (laughs) Doesn't even do the sport. And then here's the icing on the cake. All she wants to do is party. She Here's just up. wants to be in the party scene. That sounds familiar. It does. Right. But again, familiar. but she's not paying. Our scholars, they want to come and come to school and party as well, but it's has a price tag. Now, here's the thing, y'all. We know that money rules the world, or money is the root of all evil. Uh, it, I, or is the lack of money. The lack, right. Okay, I agree with that. The lack of money, because people fight. But we also know that... It, in this case, you had a combination of privilege. You had wealth privilege and you had white privilege yep. together. And with that, they're able to buy or purchase anything they want while us folk, the common folk, middle class or lower class, we have to subject ourselves to an American philosophy that we have to work hard, yep. we have to study hard, we have to subject ourselves to a systemic way of living in order for us to get a, 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 the possibility of having an opportunity of some sort of career success. And there's a, a road that we have to go by or down in order for us to get it. While these rich white folks are doing the opposite. They're paying. They're, they're surpassing all the rules that were set that they made up. Their rules. That they made up. You better say it. That, that, they, that they made up and now they get caught taking a shortcut. Right? Off again, their system. Off of, off of their system, right? To purchase not only access into these colleges, but a guaranteed degree. At the end of it. So listen, let me let me add this fire to you. She was arrested, Lori. She was she today, made, right? She yep, the 14th. She made bail, one million dollars. That's not a cheap thing, man. That's not I'm not talking about bond. That a million dollars. This is a federal offense. Yep, that's what I, the FBI. She turned herself into the FBI. And it also indicates that Hallmark dropped her. So she had to have some, so was it a card line or something like that? It reads Hallmark, you know, dropped um, Lori. They cut ties with her after the scandal dropped. I think she does, like, uh, Hallmark is not just about the cards, but, like, I think they also do, like, uh, telecommercials, too. 
yeah, maybe. Yeah, so like she was like a face of uh, yeah. Hallmark or something like that. So my, my discussion is, why is it that we as the minority have to work so hard and be subjected to a system where we have to go through the rigorous college career, right, to earn this expensive piece of paper, yep. but then you have these privileged folks. And, and it's not even just white folks, because black folks do it too, sure. know what I'm saying? But you have these privileged folks who all they have to do is just purchase a degree. I think you or purchase nail, a career. I think you hit the nail on the head. They're so used to privilege, nothing now is uncommon. Right, so there. When you're talking about morals and values, when you're talking about having some kind of there moral, right, you, there's no moral compass. So when there's no moral compass, and you just used to getting, because guess what, the world was created for you by you, and there's always the extension. Somebody's always playing interference for you, and you don't have to make any decisions for yourself. Then yeah, let's just stretch out, mom. I want this. Okay, let me make this happen. When opportunities come to them that you and I would be like, absolutely not. They actually, okay, was well, there a way for us to get away with it? Because they've been getting away with so much anyway. This ain't nothing new. Let me ask you a question. Ask me a question. Would you, if you had the opportunity for John Tay, yeah. right, to yeah. go to Harvard University, sure. right? Mm -hmm. But in order for her to go to that uh, university, right, mm -hmm. you had to pay top notch like so let's say you were this Lori individual yeah and they tell you hey she can go there and she can have everything guaranteed all you have to do all you have to do is give us a million dollars would you do that for Jante to go to Harvard for four years would you do that no why not because some folks some like for example DJ Envy on the on the breakfast club uh -huh, I know DJ he Envy. wrote or he said he's like listen he was like, celebrities do it all the time. He was like, yo, I'll pay for it. He was like, yo, if I if I can get access for my kid to be at the best schools, then I'm going to pay, right? I'll pay that price, no problem. I mean, you know, but also in the same breath, what message are you saying to the other folks who have to work hard to even get to like a Harvard or a Columbia or, or, or you know what I'm saying, or to these elite Elite. The Browns, right? Yeah. Like what? What? Princeton. Like what? What do you? What do you? What message are you really articulating to everybody else yeah. that doesn't have this privilege of wealth? My so and let I don't me like say this shit, so man. let me say this. My answer, because we work in higher education, is steeped in something different, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't. Be, I I don't necessarily believe that just because you have the resources to pay $1 million, that that's the best education for my child. Okay. I believe in fit. I believe in environments that allow my scholar to come into a space where she's not told what to think, but she showed how to think. Gotcha. I believe in an institution of any institution to allow people to show up as their creative individual so that can be the purest light of them without feeling like they have to be subjugated to any negativity. But see, that's the but see, that's your intention, right? That's your intention your and your desire for your daughter. That is. Right? That is. What was the intention and the desire for these people when they were doing this for their kid? Like, because these kids didn't even want to go to college. 
They didn't even attend college. They didn't even like. They didn't go and do the the, the athletic scholarships that they posed that they had. They didn't go to class. All they did was that they, they they went and they did parties. Well, that's just coming from one person, right? So like, what was their intention? So was it ego? Was it the fact that her and her husband have a certain amount of status? And I think and her wealth? husband is the, the the fashion designer for how do you pronounce it, Massimo? Massimo. Oh, I know what you're talking about Massimo, but I Massimo, know Massimo. Right. We don't know. If we, if we messing up, don't worry about it. Just give us a couple listen, items and yeah. we'll wear it. Right. We'll get it right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah. but um. So, is, so is it that? So, is it that? Is it when you get to a certain status, you're connected to people of privilege, money, and all of the other kids are going to college. All the other kids are doing things. And guess what? They're comparing. They're not strong enough to say, well, you know, what's the daughter's name? Josie or JD or whatever her name is. I don't know. And no disrespect, I just don't know her name. What about going back to my whole notion of a failure and showing up how you are? Mm-hmm. What if their children just aren't college material? They right. told their mom and their daddy, I don't want to go to school. Gotcha. But because we've been socialized to believe that there's just one way to success, mm-hmm. or they believe that in order for them daughters to be upstanding or to make them proud, no, you're going to get this degree. As opposed to saying, well, what is it that you're interested in? Gotcha. How can we help you? And you? Take that money and then give them a coach. Take that money have them an opportunity to travel where well, they already travel, but travel under the auspices of helping. Find out about yourself. How do you make this world better than you found it? How do you leave your mark? They could have done so much more to help guide their conversation and then maybe, okay, well, you know what? You don't have to go to college. There's not one prescribed way of getting... Multiple ways to skin a cat, y'all. Come on. So my, my whole thing is this, like my personal perspective is like I have three kids. Mm-hmm, you do. And if I were to ever come into like the lottery and win that mega million jackpot, whatever. Come that's on over now, like jackpot, we talking to you. Now, ask me, would I pay in a crooked way? to guarantee my kids access into the most elite colleges and the best schools? No, I would not. Okay. Absolutely not. Why? Because I believe that you should earn your keep. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get into these institutions, right, because of the status and the name and the title that comes with it and it upholds our family name and all that other stuff, then guess what? What you have to do, you have to earn your keep. You got to put in the effort. You got to put in the work because if I had to do it, you got to do it. Right. And you're no exception. I just don't like the fact that, like, the the well, and, and that's the same thing with, like, celebrities purchasing honorary degrees. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. Like, for an example, P. Diddy, he went to Howard University. didn't even graduate. Didn't even graduate. He dropped out. And then because he contributes all this money to the school, right, my, my man could have a, your name could be on the building. Right, and we'll give you this honorary degree for your contributions. Right, right. That shit is so backwards to me. Yeah. Like, what? What is? What are you going to even do with that? Yeah. 
So you mean to tell me like if I see if I see Diddy, I'm gonna be like Doctor Doctor Diddy Combs? No. Absolutely not. No. So let me. So again, that's a good point. That might be a whole nother for the love of topic. I hear you with the honorary degree and things of that nature, but I. I'm talking about HBCUs in particular. Sure. Our HBCUs are struggling to stay open. Understood. I they get don't that. get the same get funding that. that state institutions I get, get your PWIs and your TWIs. Yep. yep. So they have to. So he may have not graduated, but they need him to have that alumni status. Which is which is fine. Sure. But why do you have, you have to, to give, give him an, honor. an honorary I, I'm degree with you on that when one. you have students who are taking out loans and all kinds and acquiring all kinds of debt? That's like a slap in the face to them. Because yeah. they're because they're coming here every year, and every semester, and they're paying that Look, money, yo, right? And they're investing Howard time, is crazy, energy, thirty-five all almost co- now. Listen, Jonte got in. That was Jonte's number one school. When I tell you. Jonte went on the um, college tour, did the, that whole HBCU thing. When I tell you, Jonte was sold out. When Jonte got in also to UMass Lowell, her father was like, I don't know if we should tell her because she might not go. She was just sold out for um, Howard, but Howard didn't have any money. She got a full ride to a Division One tier one research institution in Howard. Both great institutions, rigor. One full ride, one Natimon. It, it was Natimon, Natim. It was not a difficult decision to make. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, and I, and I, and I agree. Because HBCUs being land grant institutions, right? Like yes. th- that whole complexity of that, you know, and them having to raise money and become self-sufficient. Yeah. Like there's, there's there, like allegedly there was a HBC. What Bennett College? Bennett College Bennett. lost accreditation, and then they had to sue the state, and then the state back. had to re like the state had to give them back their accreditation. They had to reinstate them. You know. I understand the celebrities that come from these places, and they you know they're of the culture and they look like us, and you know they give these contributions and these contributions are very massive and it helps to sustain the college. That's what that's what all alumni are supposed to do. Right. But I'm not in favor right. of Chadwick Bozeman, who is also a Howard alum. He, he graduated he from sure there. He sure did. He right? talked about the hill all the time. He graduated right. from there, but I'm not of the mindset that just because he becomes a celebrity, now you have to give him yeah. something that you, Tamara, you he have earned. to, you're earning. Yeah. I spoke to my wife about this. And my wife was like, you know what? I totally agree because yeah. if I got to give my blood, sweat, and tears, but all he got to do is give a check, right. yo, like right. And so, so let's and then we're gonna wrap this up because this could be a whole nother yeah, dialogue. Absolutely. That brings me to: is it even necessary? Does it even matter whether I went to this institution or not? When you look at the amount of black wealth whether it be in the athletic arena, movies, entertainment, entrepreneurship. Why are we even having a conversation about our HBCUs going under and not having enough money? Right. It doesn't matter whether you graduated from there or not. You should be giving just because. And you shouldn't be looking for anything because, again, that's a part of our responsibility to take care of our own. Absolutely. I agree. And that could be a completely different topic. (laughs) That that could be, you know. So I guess I guess in closing, what I'm going to say is this: is that, you know, we don't. 
I don't even think it's in our mindset, especially for those who come from nothing, right? Mm. I don't even think it's in our mindset to like buy something like that for our for our kids. Right, because like you said, from uh, because we it was held from us, it was held against us. So if anything, we show up in this space, we gonna show up right and ready to go. And maybe that's one of the other things that you're challenged with with what these hours babies are doing right now on the yard. Yeah, absolutely. Because it means so much for so many people. And then you just gonna crap on it because you trying to find yourself, you trying to figure some things out, or you confused and you hurt. Well, okay, and when all of that may be true, but let's talk about it. Right, folks. We that's out? just that's just one of the things that <laughs> I, that was on my mind. I had so many things. Yo, on y'all my have mind. no idea, y'all. So many things on my mind, y'all. So you know, but I'm glad that you bared with us. We made this as concise. As we mm, could, yes. we had some amazing dialogue. I really enjoyed this I podcast know, and this so conversation. Like if they're getting richer and more involved and fiery yeah. as we go along. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, so um, what's okay? Upcoming subjects. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that. I know you all. We're I leading into I, that. I can't, I can't tell you how many times. I've been pulled to the side, <laughs> emails, text messages, phone calls, You've been FaceTime. Pulled to the side, about what? About Greek, Greek life. It's coming. I promise you. It will be before the end of the semester. For I sure, promise for sure. you. I just want to do service. I want to be yes. a service to you. I want to be able to make sure that the information that we talk about, that we present, that is thorough. It's not fabricated. It's you know everything is deeply rooted in information, real information, and that we will give our truth to it. So please, y'all, be patient. It's coming. Okay. Right. I also we also um, we're discussing about, and this is a, a topic that I think we we should talk about. Okay probably the next uh, podcast is the whole diaspora right Mm. and talking about the differences between black Americans Africans and and Caribbean you know Caribbean or um, students and things of that nature and why right you know like because that's very present here on our campus Mm. it's very present at UB it's very present at Damon you know there is this uh, this this idea that you know um even though we're even though we're all similar but yet we're We're very 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 different and i think we need to explore that a little bit so i think we'll probably talk about that on our next well that's gonna have to i think that might be the whole lit probably so that's gonna be the whole lit so All right, y'all. So I think that wraps it up for us today. That is. You know what I'm saying? It is uh, for the love of y'all. You can find us on Instagram, F-T-L-O underscore. You know, we are on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, too, right? I think we have a Facebook page. I think we're coming I with think, that. I think we're, we're coming with that. I don't know, but we should. And, um, you know, coming soon, uh, we're also looking into potentially doing, like, simulcasting. Yes. Oh. We blowed up, y'all. So, yeah. So, um, I am one half of the dynamic duel. Uh, this is your favorite campus uncle. Uncle Fred is definitely and was in the building. I had a very dynamic conversation with my sister in pain and the struggle and also in victory with yes. Tamara. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we holding it down, y'all. Listen, man, for the love. 
love of. We appreciate all the support that we are receiving from everyone. Everybody, you thank know, you so this much. This is a growing platform, y'all. Um, if you saw me on campus today, I definitely had on my uh, for the love gear. of gear here. Compliments to my wife. Uh, you know, Nikita, you know, you have a shirt. Tamara has a shirt. And for the rest of the crew, I will promise you that you'll be getting a shirt too. That's right. Okay. So we come and we come um, for it. Lastly, want to congratulate Gael. I heard Gael just won the USG presidential Gael, election. Gael, yes. So then did Tiffany win too? Because they um, went on the campaign. So she campaigned. From what I saw so far. I just saw the first two slots. I okay. saw because it ended at three thirty today. I saw Gael and I saw China. Okay. China has become the, the vice. She's the vice. Okay. So then, what position was Tiffany working for? Secretary, maybe treasurer. 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 So, okay. I haven't seen the full slate, but I do okay. want to shout out those two names. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. I'm looking forward to some amazing things from you awesome. two ladies. Yay. You know, and uh, any other last minute shoutouts before we uh, leave out. No, just again, thanks for everything that y'all do. Thanks for, again, the text messages, the emails. Thanks for all of that. Continue sharing. And then the other thing that we want to, again, encourage each and every one of you to think about, if there are topics that you'd like for us to, Absolutely. outside of Greek life, we got it, we got it, we got yes, it. Yes, we have that. We have that. Other things, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Don't be, don't be, don't be afraid to share either. Because yep. we're not afraid to uh, to listen to it. Nope. So, all right, y'all. So, I think that's out. I think we're about to be good. For the love and, uh, of two educators love on the record and on, on the, the run. And on the run, y'all. <laughs> listen, man. This is uh, this is us, and we are A. Peace.